before we get you to your regularly scheduled repeat of Nowhere, California, and since this is the close of the month of October, I just wanted to take the time out once again to remember a gone but never forgotten brother, my best friend, and someone that, if you knew him, you were very lucky to know him, Tom Quinnett. As I've stated before, this show could go anywhere and everywhere. It could go right to the penthouse or straight down to the basement, but Tom, you're always going to be the one person I would have loved to have on the show, and I know you would have had a blast with everything we've done with this. I know you're with us, and I know hopefully you're having a laugh at everything we've done with this show. We miss you, man. Love you. You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Tick, 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 tick. You know what that is? Yep, and another box office bomb coming at us. Ah, shit! Let's do a reissue. Okay. Kaboom! Yes, uh, this is a reissue. All over your face. (laughs) So. (laughs) Sorry, that one just hit me. (laughs) All over your face. All over my face. But uh, we're reissuing episode 13. That's where we dubbed the episode Why is Avatar. Avatar so fucking special mm-hmm. without the fucking part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, where we talked about box office bomb, what defined them, what what is a box office bomb, why they should be redefined. Yeah, because you know it's like apparently a movie can make millions and still be a bomb. Exactly, because of all the costs and advertising and everything. But very recently, I saw a movie that unfortunately was tagged with this label. As a bomb? Yep, uh, Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. Oh, you saw that one, huh? Yeah, it's such an awesome movie, and it sucked that it didn't make the money it should have. A lot of Frank Miller's uh, work kind of falls... Well, no, like, the original Sin City did really well, and it warranted the sequel. Unfortunately, it took them over ten years, almost ten years, to do the sequel, which... Mm -hmm. On this one, I'm falling the blame to the feet of the production company. Because mm-hmm. Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez rocked it. Their cast mm-hmm. and crew rocked it. Advertising sucked. And that was the whole thing. They didn't... You saw trailers, and that's about it. They should have did like a special like Diamond Edition Blu-ray. They should have did a midnight release of the original. And they should have done a lot more to it. And it, it falls towards the advertising. Advertisers on this one, so I guess here is a revisit of our initial middle finger fuck you to Hollywood and their ideas of what a box office bomb is. Yeah. BTS movie. This is Josh. And this is Phil. And this is Nowhere California, where we finally hit the lucky episode 13. Oh, yeah. It's very, yes. It's very fitting considering we're going about to take a big stab towards Hollywood today. Um, I don't we take stabs every time. Oh yeah, but this is a direct hit, buddy. We're right in the heart, and we're going to twist it. Oh, cool. So, I guess bef- there's only one real way to start, and it's basically I got a quick question for you. What's that, buddy? Have you seen the girl with the dragon tattoo movies? Uh, the, the first one. The Swedish version or the American version? Uh, let's go American. Uh, neither. Oh, okay, so well, 
this won't really deal with you, so here's some keys. Go play. Oh, sweet. Well, when it comes to the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie, the American version, it was a pretty decent movie, and it was different. It wasn't the normal box office fare. It came out around last year, around Christmas time, and is marketed as the Bill Bad movie of the holiday season, which to me was genius. But as everyone can tell, I'm not a normal person. <laughs> Anyways, due to the underwhelming performance at the box office, there is a good chance the sequels to this movie will not be made. In a world where the Big Mama's House movies and the Chipmunk movies and other movies get multiple movies, why can't this get the rightful trilogy? The books were a trilogy. The Swedish version was a trilogy. Why can't the Americans do it? The Swedes did it, like I said, and but I guess they know good movies. Anyways, on the matter at hand, I was wondering, what are some of the worst grossing movies of all time? And what exactly is a box office bomb? So I... Handed this off to the Nowhere California crack research team, which is uh, sitting next to me, Phil. Same <laughs> with keys. Yeah, and put down the keys and uh, tell us what a, a box office bomb is. Well, this is what they got defined as, right? A lot of people think that a bomb indicates bad movie, right? Yeah. Not true. Uh-huh. The thing is, some good movies can be bombs. And here is the definition for it right now. This is the definition of box office bomb. The phrase, box office bomb, also referred to as a flop, refers to a film for which the overall cost, production, marketing, and distribution greatly exceeds the revenue regained by the movie studio. Uh, We've touched up on this before. This should not be confused with Hollywood accounting uh, when official figures show large losses, yet the movie is a financial success. Since the term only refers to studio returns on investment, it should not be confused with a negative critical reception or even with being unpopular or a performer compared in other films. After all, a film with an excessive budget can bomb in terms of studio profits, but still outperform the vast majority of other theatrical releases during the year. A film's financial success is often measured by its gross revenue. Studios expect that a film's domestic box office gross revenue uh, which the American film industry defines as the United States and Canada and other film industries define as their home country will exceed production costs. This does not make the film profitable, typically. Uh, this exhibit, uh, exhibiting the theater keeps 45% of the gross with the remainder paid to the studio as the rental fee. So, huh. that's... Well, what so, it, honestly, when it really comes down to it, a box office bomb is just basically a technical term for the industry, but the media as a whole kind of screws the hood. They really do. They think that just because it's bombed that it's uh, bad, yeah. but it's really not. What it is, it's just that it, um, it's like um, it lost its money. It lost yeah. money. It's when it's when Hollywood takes it in the ass. Yeah. And um, judging by my titles that I got picked here, and we could probably add John Carter to that list. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the movie could be very. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. But it's uh, it could be very entertaining. But they took a two hundred billion dollar hit to the hit to the crotch. ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, so before we really jump into your list, I did a little bit of my own research to find go ahead the worst grossing movie of all time. There was no way to spin this nicely. All right. Whoever was involved in this movie, which uh, there's a couple of kind of big name celebrities attached to this movie. Which that? Well, let me get go to ahead. that chunk. All right. This movie only made thirty bucks. So, listed as the worst grossing movie ever, with, like I said, making only 30 bucks, is the movie known as Zizix Road. I was in a Zizix Road. 
You were in Zizix Road? I was in a Zizix Road. Oh, okay, you weren't in. <laughs> I don't think I was in this one. No. Oh, okay, good. Okay. I apologize, but I just, like, I saw that title, and I'm like, I was in that. Look at it on YouTube. It's good. Yeah. Okay, sorry. This movie came out in 2006 and starred Catherine Heigl and Tom Sizemore. Oh. Okay. Them some reasonably big names. Right, right. It was only released in one theater in Texas for six days. Wow. So if I'm doing my math correctly, if tickets were, let's roughly say about five bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Six people saw this movie, and they probably didn't watch it. They th- There was nothing really to do in Texas anyway, so <laughs> why not go in and stay in an air-conditioned room for a while? Yeah. <laughs> but that is probably one of the worst-grossing movies of all time. There was another movie listed that supposedly made 11 bucks, but this movie was entitled The Worst Movie Ever. It doesn't even deserve an honorable mention. For no, it. because that's what they were aiming for. Yeah, they wanted to be crap. So, you know what? 11 bucks, you deserve it. Yeah. Kudos to you, you But now, here to the list of some reasonably big-name titles that right. are considered box office bombs. Yeah, now, I filtered these out to get the most best-known. But let's start with the decade of the 1980s, since, well, that's our era, man. Okay. Mommy Dearest, Howard the Duck. I love that movie. Yes, I love that movie too. If it would come out now, I think it'd actually do good because back then people didn't know what the hell they were getting in with that. Exactly. Once again, um, a lot of people, I mean, the movie is kind of a cult favorite uh, amongst uh, fans of the comic book and stuff yeah. like that. And I don't, I definitely don't think it's the worst movie in the world. I've seen the worst movie in the world. Eh, an asshole. <laughs> so now, um, that's, that's the dealio there. Once again, uh, reasonable, reasonably good movie to a, a lot of people, but it did not make its money back, so Dude, flop city. Fucking the flop. Flop city. They fucked the duck. Exactly. <laughs> they never showed the duck fucking. <laughs> and Black Cauldron. And Black Cauldron. That one is a Disney movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is a Disney movie. I was one see of, where it kind of backfired. Yeah, it was one of the first Disney movies that experimented and went a little bit of a darker route. Yeah, families were like, ooh, Disney movie, let's go in. Oh, God, this is scary. Well, it's nothing compared to uh, The Secret of Nim. I know that wasn't a Disney movie, well, but... Nim was fucking weird. It was <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, there's, there's the, that closes out the 80s era. Now, this is what's kind of weird. As I go down this list, per decade, the list of bombs gets larger. I did not do this. It goes like this. 1990s, Troll 2, Highlander 2, North, Showgirls, Biodome, Underground Comedy Movie... Cutthroat Island, The Thirteenth Warrior, Soldier, The Astronaut's Wife, Jack Frost, Father's Day, Mighty Joe Young, North. Father's Day. Uh, hold, North hold again. On, oh, North. North is on here twice. Wow, North must have been that bad. That's really bad. It anyway. spanned two decades. But on to Father's Day. That movie I liked, but I could see what went wrong. It, Absolutely, yeah. They, it, it was like a yeah, Robin Williams, Billy Crystal disguised as a family movie. Yeah, but and, you look at that though, too. It kind of shows. It kind of gave me my. Theory, when it comes to cast movies, like there's a big cast, it's probably going to suck. Yeah. Look at Valentine's Day. Look at New Year's Eve. Look at Father's Day. Look at all those movies that have all those big names. Mm-hmm. And then what kind of quality do you get? You can still get a good quality movie, but still it's the, mm-hmm. it's almost that we're trying too hard because we got too many people. You know, the one movie that actually I think pulled that off was Love Actually. That was a British ensemble cast, and the thing is, it's an ensemble piece. There's so many stories going on, but you know what? You can keep up. And that, that's the key thing you said, too. British. Yes, there you go. The British humor, there you go. Americans don't know how to do it as well as we do. Not yet. We've, we've tried, but I, I, I understand the problem with the uh, uh, New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day, all that stuff. But, oh, on to one of, another one of your favorites, Man on the Moon. That, yeah, that, that, that 
was one of my favorite movies. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. Andy Kaufman is one of my heroes. Yeah. And, oh, the bishop of my church took me to see that movie, and it is art. Yeah, there you go. And there you go. Uh, you know, good movie. I mean, a lot of people, I've talked to a lot of people, but good movie, but domestic gross uh, makes it a flop. But also, too, looking at the subject at hand, it was Andy Kaufman, so a lot of people don't understand Andy Kaufman, exactly. even this many years after his this death. This first one that I was about to mention is actually one of my favorites of monster movies. Yeah. Uh, Deep Rising. That's a good flick. Yeah, I like that one. So let me go down this list here. See, once again, I like Deep Rising, uh, but it flopped. Super Mario Brothers, that one deserves it. Some of them deserve it. Yeah, that Some one definitely them, deserves it. Like Supergirl back in the 1980s, that one did deserve Supergirl it. Supergirl in the 1980s was the Catwoman of today. Yeah, we're going to get a couple here that do deserve it. Super Mario Brothers, Cats Don't Dance, The Relic, A Troll in Central Park, The Pendle and the Penguin, Meteor Man, Universal Soldier of the Return, Cole the Conqueror, The Phantoms, uh, no, The Phantom, The Stupids, Baby's Day Out, Psycho, Larger Than Life, Extreme Measures, Babe, Pig in the City, Hudson Hawk, and Dudley Do-Right. Well, backtrack on that list, too. Another one that was actually kind of decent, but was fell through the cracks was Larger Than Life, the Bill Murray. It was. Movie. It was. Um, you know, a lot of people go, gee, he does a movie with an elephant, but he won't do Ghostbusters 3. I'm like, guys, you gotta, you got to look at the big picture here. He does work that he's proud of, and you know what? If you actually bother... Watching the movie, yes. It's a good flick. The, the, yeah, it's good. The concept, all right, the concept, I will admit, was really silly, and I didn't see it for the longest time. But it actually is a decent movie. It really is. Matthew McConaughey kind of screws the pooch a little bit in that movie, but hey, we'll let him slide on that. Yeah, forget that, you know. So with the 90s out of the way, I'll jump in with the 2000s, or the 00s, or whatever the hell you want to call them. Exactly. With the top of that list being Battlefield Earth, the galactic Scientology movie. Right. Freddy Got Fingered, Ballistics, X vs. Sever, The Room, which painted Santa crap. Yes. From Justin Kelly, Geely, Catwoman, Alone in the Dark, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, which I will go out and say that one was marketed completely wrong. And it probably could have fared better. Yeah, but it was marketed again. as an adventure movie. But it was mostly a comedy. Yeah. And if it was marketed as a comedy, it would have probably fared better, but most of the people went in to see an action film and got this, and well... It it up here. <laughs> Flock City. Sierra, Mars Needs Bombs. Mars Needs a Plot. I never, wa I never saw that movie. Never did either. Mm -hmm. The 13th Warrior, Speed Racer, Stealth, Green Lantern, which... I loved Green Lantern. Green Lantern was a good flick. I'm not a comic book fan, but that was a good flick, and especially... Spoiler alert, during that closing credits where the Sinestro throws on the yellow ring, oh, I wanted to see the sequel now. Exactly. And then also, too, his, if I remember correctly from what I know from the comic books, doesn't his girl turn into a villain, too? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah, love to see that. She later turns into... Um, uh, actually, it was, um, it's not his, um, his girlfriend, not the girlfriend from the movie, I don't yeah. think. It's... Uh, uh, a different girl? Please don't think it, yeah, it's a different girl different that's actually on the core. Yeah, that's on the core that turns into um, the Scarlet Witch or something. Yeah, like still, that. I would love to have seen that. I would love to have seen that, too. And the thing is, when that movie comes out, they, a lot of people, they, well, they said the same thing about Captain America, the greatest superhero movie ever. And I think they said that for both Green Lantern and Captain America. Yeah, they both were pretty damn They were. They were very good origin stories. And Hal Jordan, uh, Ryan Reynolds is how Hal Jordan was great. And I... I would have welcomed a sequel with open arms, but I don't think we'll see it nope. since it was Flop City. Yeah, the next, uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Maybe you should have had some actors. Uh, maybe you should have 
I don't know. Not done it. <laughs> Maybe you should have played the fucking video game. Yeah. Anyway. Supernova, Treasure Planet, K-19 The Widowmaker, Monkey Bone, which also to Monkey Bone, yeah, I know it's not everybody's piece, like no, favorite, but, but that one is a good cult movie. If you go in there with the right attitude, uh, you'll you'll notice that. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a psychological piece. Yeah, it's a dark trippy flick. It really is. Okay, here's another one: The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, Around the World in 80 Days, A Sound of Thunder, Osmosis Jones, Death to Smoochie. Another one I really like. I can see why people didn't like it because it's yeah. Barney on acid, basically. Yeah, and it's a Danny DeVito directed uh, movie. Just like I mean, War of the Roses, I believe, was one of the biggest flops back in the 1980s. I don't know why it's not on the list. Yeah. But I do recall people talking about how much they hated it, and it was a uh, Danny uh, Danny DeVito's director, directorial debut. At yeah, if time. I remember correctly, yes. And here he is. He directed Death to Smoochie, and the thing is, I like the movie. I have a twisted sense of humor. It is a dark comedy, and I think it's a very well-done dark comedy. Exactly. So here, moving on from that, Titan A.E., I Spy, Son of Mask, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Blood Rain, Bulletproof Monk, Looney Tunes, Back in Action... Timeline, The Majestic, Xanthora, Conan the Barbarian. And uh, uh, you've got the last of the list right there. The last there. of the 2000s. we got the whole 10 yards, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chung Lee. City of Ember, Jonah Hex, Basic Instinct 2, because nobody wanted to see Sharon Stone nude again. No, she was farting powder. Yeah. So anyway. Little Nicky, Domin- Dom- Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats, and finally, Fear.com. Yeah. And now, with that list out of the way, we know what we said about what we liked and didn't like. And as I continue to look through some of these lists of box office bombs, I realize that I like a lot of these movies that are considered bombs. Mm -hmm. To repeat some of the lists, Madeline Moon, one of my favorites. Mystery Men was one of them, too. Big Trouble, Toys, Green Lantern, and Father's Day. Those, were to me, were good flicks. That just... Is just to name a few, but looking at the list, it kind of shows you how Hollywood just might need to redefine a bomb. Mm-hmm. To me, the cash is business. That's a given. But the content matters. The flagpole movies are fun, but give us something good. For every franchise, there is a great small movie. For every Twilight, there's a 50-50 not being seen. People are sometimes shocked when movies like The Artist come out of nowhere and win all the awards. If the studios would look past the final buck Different can actually stop being well um different. Yeah. There are three things I think Hollywood can do in order to get themselves out of the funk that they're in, because I really do think I mean, I gotta admit I enjoy going to movies and stuff like that, but there has been a ration of crap coming out these past you know, this past decade. Well, you know. I, I know we're close to April Fool's Day and everything. I'm hoping this is a joke, but I've recently read that there's gonna be a sequel to Twint. You know, I haven't even seen that on IMDb. I think it may be a joke, bro. It may um, be a rain, I'm lighting candles. Well, you want to know what the good thing about that is? Uh, other, uh, unlike Spaceballs back when we were in high school, we can actually follow and debunk this real quick. Yeah, hopefully so, by the next episode we will be. Yeah, so we'll find out what's going on there. Um, but, you know, like I said, there are three things that I think they could do to get themselves out of the funk, and maybe there will be less bombs out there. Yeah. Uh, and this is my list. I feel one thing that Hollywood should stop doing, number one, is stop re-releasing uh, things in 3D. You know, stop, you know, refilming and redoing things just so you can have the gimmick that's just here for now, but it's going to be gone. 
it came and went in the 1980s, and now it's back like with the Vengeance now. If you're going to re-release stuff in 3D, have some balls with it. Exactly. Do Schindler's List. There you go. There you go. You want you want to see if 3D is going to last? Let's do Schindler's List. Yeah, that, that'll kill that gimmick real quick. <laughs> so there's number one. Number two. Um, stop remaking and reimagining stuff that's unnecessary. I mean, don't stop remaking and reimagining. If you want to reintroduce a younger generation to something, I'm all for it. And if you want to improve it, I'm all for it. But don't do it when it is unnecessary. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You see what I mean? You know, stick with the classics there, unless you want to reintroduce it the right way, because I've seen concept art of the new Turtles, and I think I'm going to shit myself. Well, they're not mutants, and they're not teenagers. They're aliens. Yeah. Michael Bagel, fuck yourself. You know, we're going to get on this in another future episode. We're going to have a rant episode. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got a little vein popping here. Uh, But see, uh, the two, other than what Josh has just mentioned, yes, leave well enough alone with the Turtles. Uh, but I'm going to mention two two movies. Um, Footloose. You remember the movie Footloose? Oh, right? yeah. Um, Footloose was fine as it is. I've seen the remake. And you remember how when they talked about it, you know, Footloose, the accident that happened in the beginning of the movie was, um, it, they, uh, it, was it was mentioned, but they never showed it. Oh, yeah. But you know what really throws me off when I see saw the remake? They have the beginning. They have these kids partying. They're in the thing. And the Footloose theme's going. I'm like, wow, this could be a decent movie. Ah, uh, cut. Footloose. And then they get, bam, blown up because they uh, get smashed. The accident. They actually show the accident, and it throws you right into reality. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they have to be right in your face with this. And the thing is, I love the subtlety of the original. The accident that happened and killed these people was mentioned, but never shown. And also, uh, I mean, it's the same movie. Oh, yeah. You know, other than the fact that they wanted to show, I guess, that big explosion at the very beginning of the movie, um, the movie is exactly the same, and the remake was totally unnecessary. The next one that they're doing, like I said, I haven't seen the movie yet because it's not out yet, but I've seen the teaser, and I'm telling you right now, it's unnecessary. Total Recall. The first one, I mean, the original one that came out in the 1980s with Arnold Schwarzenegger, it was an eye-popping, incredible film. Why Why do we have to do a remake with Colin Farrell with just more CG? Yeah. It's not, I mean, the special effects, even though, uh, uh, I mean, there was some CG in the original 1987 one. Yeah. But um, uh, they want to, you know, upload it with more, make the tech look. I mean, the movie is fine as is, and it still looks futuristic today. Oh, yeah. Why do you need to uh, mess with it? Um, so people could understand the lead actor, probably. Yeah, probably. You do got the watch. Yeah, get you off the mods. That's half the fun. Exactly. Uh, you think it's real great? It is. And no one does action and, you know, using a guy as a shield. I mean, I thought that was fucked up. Oh, yeah. But uh, the movie is still fun to watch. Open your mind. All right. Now, the third thing yeah. I think Hollywood can do and, you know, tr- get themselves out of the funk is this. Look, just because something, a story, is good... You know, as a book or book series or book franchise, doesn't mean it'll translate well to cinema people. Now, look, Harry Potter. Um, I'm not a big fan, but I can understand a lot of people do enjoy it. But I keep hearing people, oh, the book is better. The book is always better. Yeah. Because there's no limit to your ima- to your imagination. However, there is a limit to how far a box office budget will go to making something 
you know, I'm looking forward to Robopocalypse and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, I but, can't wait for that damn movie. But I'm still not 100% it'll translate well in cinema. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, with this whole Twilight BS, um, you know, first Harry Potter did this, you know, you have, what was it, seven books? Seven books? Eight yeah. movies. Eight movies because they split the last book, last movie, into two parts. So now let's stretch out every painstaking detail in the book and, you know, get it out there. And they're also doing that with Breaking Dawn, and they're doing that with The Hunger Games. I don't think The Hunger Games needed to be a movie, to tell you the truth. I'm sorry. I know I haven't read the book. I haven't read the movie, so maybe I have. I mean, I haven't re- uh, seen the movie. So maybe I'll read the movie. I can read the movie, yeah. Yeah, put on the subtitles. Yeah. But look. Nonetheless, maybe I don't have a right to an opinion, but I still don't think. I mean, I've read the synopsis. It doesn't need to be a movie. It's not as if it's that interesting. Well, that's Hollywood, though. As soon as a book gets popular with anybody... They want to cash in. They want to cash in. It's all about, like I said, with Hollywood, it's the final book. There you go. But those are the three things I think they could do, and maybe they could, you know, get rid of some of the bombs and just... I mean, because the thing is, with books, you take a gamble, because everybody says the same exact thing. Oh, the book is better. Then read the fucking book. Don't complain about the movie. But that's going to be forever. Okay. Oh, it's 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 inevitable. It's I, internal. I don't think they're going to do this. I'm just, you know, it's just a suggestion. I'm like, maybe if you just... Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a producer in Hollywood sitting in his office going, hmm, listen to Over California. I've heard nothing about this podcast. Exactly. And, <laughs> oh, my God, they're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Only in my wildest <laughs> dreams. But you know what? You know, it's just like our government. The government's full of shit and Hollywood's full of shit. Too much politics, bro. That's the best way to cap this one. Yeah. So, as always, it's time for the end game, which is going to be... Silly-ass acronyms, right? Uh, yep. And to kind of express more of our feelings towards Hollywood, I've decided to go with the three simple letters of S-O-B. <laughs> All right. And I'll let Phil start this one out. Son of a bitch! You went too easy on that one. Hey, I have to... You were going to claim the easy one first, so... Uh, Suck off Bobo. Soup overboard. Shit out bowling ball. That hurt. Yes, it would. And that's what I just did. <laughs> Stupid oval bitch. Super orangutan bitch. Sugar balls. Sit on your butt. System over brown. Suck off Bethany. Stupid overage. Shit out, brat! Shit on bull. Stupid overanalyzing butthead. Sorry on boat. Stop oogling, Benjamin. Sitting on Brad. Shit on butt. So you need to wipe better. I thought that was you. Oh, sorry. Oh, on that note. Alright, we're gonna edit, you know, the drill... Send your love, send your hate, send your apathy. And if you have any acronyms you'd like to share with us that we'd like to do in the next episode, please. Go to uh, facebook.com slash nowhere California, uh, nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com. And if anybody still roams around Twitter, which everybody seems to do, we're at nowhere underscore podcast. See you at 14. <laughs> this is Doug Porter, and I'm in date of the Nowhere California podcast. I'll tell you what, guys, if you want to see everything, go to facebook.com slash nowhere California. 
show notes, reviews, random facts, pictures of the guys who wouldn't want to see them. Just get in your ears, get on your computer, and just see everything and hear it all. I got to get out of here. They're catching on to me. I'll see you later. Bye. Oh,